Jerry Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So, Please stick around to the end of the show, and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. Okay, welcome, everybody, to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I'm Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the branding evangelist. And oh, my goodness, I've got a special person this morning. She's coming all the way. In the great city of St. Louis, I want us all to welcome Nancy Erickson. How are you, Nancy? I'm great, Jerry. Thank you. It's so fun how we can connect. And you say I came all the way, all the way to Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great? I know, I know, I know. I mean, who whoever would have thought of something like this, say, 25 years ago or something? Uh, to be it's able like to we're out of the Jetsons, you know. I know. So we're, we're living in in that time. I know, and I'm I'm pretty old school. I've had my uh, own company now for thirty plus years, so mm. I've got the pre-internet and the post-internet experience. I always tell people I started when I was ten, so don't. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> but Nancy, uh, tell everyone what your company does. I love your wall, your background. Oh, I was telling everyone. I was telling Nancy before we came on the air that oh my God, look at your background. You're you're important. You're you're a rock star. <laughs> Are you, Nancy? Well, my clients are important. Let me put it that way. Well, so I um, I own two book-related businesses. One is called The Book Professor, where we help people to write um, high-impact nonfiction books. And then the other sister company is Stonebrook Publishing. It's, we're an award-winning nonfiction publishing house. And we publish our clients' books, but we also publish a lot of other authors' nonfiction books. Wow. Wow. So are they, what type of industries are they? Are they, when you say nonfiction, are they? Yeah. Well, we, business industry, coaches, professionals? Yeah. Well, okay. So there's a little kind of a spectrum, if you will. Um, we do a lot of business books. We do a lot of books for coaches and speakers. And then we do another category of book that I call the overcomer books. And those are people who have you know, really been through things and um, overcome things. And that they're, they're here now really just wanting to reach back and offer somebody else hope and help. Oh, so, okay. um, yeah. But I, our authors are amazing. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine because the overcomer books, I love that as a, as a concept because there's so many people out there who are hurting, right? Who are looking for inspiration and guidance and resources. And it's wonderful that you're offering that. That's right, Jerry. And then and kind of the whole backstory of why I'm even doing this. I mean, my original career was in high tech and I was an engineer for IBM and Oracle corporations. But um, what the whole reason I'm doing this is that we really have a lot of problems in our world and it's even hard to name what they are, much less solve them. But I deep down in my heart really believe that the answers are trapped inside of people like you and like your listening audience. 
And that when you simply tell your story, what you've been through, what you've overcome, what you've discovered, then you become the source of two things that people can't live without. And in my world, those two things are hope and help. Mm -hmm. And so all of our books, whether they're business books or um, books that are intended to help people elevate their careers or they're the overcomer type books, they all offer the reading audience hope and help. And, you know, I kind of think that's what we all are doing in our businesses, all of us. It, I think so, too, because in our own zone of genius, I think that's what we're here to do. And I think that's what we deliver to our for our clients and customers. Absolutely. I mean, every day, my intention is to make a difference in at least one person's life, if not more, because our job is thought leaders, right? Speakers, coaches, trainers, consultants, us so-called experts. Yes. Our space is to offer the hope and the health and all the things that go with that. Is are, are, I'm just curious, are the authors who are coming to you, do you see a skew towards the quote unquote experts industry versus other professions and industries? What, what's the what's the skew here in terms of who your target audience seems to be? Well, a lot of them are, are like I said, coaches, public speakers, okay. people uh, a lot of solopreneurs, I guess I would say. Um, But I also work with some other business executives, et cetera. But most of those are writing their overcomer book, not about their business. So um, your book should do three things for you. It should establish you as an expert in your field. It should increase your credibility and it should help attract a following. But it's only going to do those things if it is really well done. And so um, we have a step-by-step-by-step process that we take our authors to. Because, you know, here's the thing. You may have this fabulous, incredible overcomer story or this new angle on business or finance or something. And if you think you can't write a book, it's just because you don't know how to get started. And that's what we help our, our authors to do is to... Um, plan out their book and to create it. And we hold your hand the whole way and walk you through it step-by-step. Oh, that is wonderful. You are really speaking my language here because as you know, this is a big branding podcast. Oh yeah. It's all about your brand. It's all about your statement to the world. And to your point, anything that someone can do to lend credibility to their expertise, their gifts to the world is important. And the other thing you said that really caught my my ear is that we all have a story. We, we all have a we all have a journey that we've been on. And so they can come to someone like you and translate that into the words that can offer that hope and inspiration and help to their readers. Absolutely. Well, and it's interesting. I mean, I know this is a branding podcast because having a book can really be the beginning of a an explosive brand. Mm. And um to And I hope we'll get into a little bit about what the process is so that you can see how easy it is to follow. But at the end of your book, because of the way that we construct it, you should be able to take every chapter out and repurpose that material for other revenue producing products like keynotes or workshops or seminars or video classes or online training or online courses or blog posts or all of that, you know, it's kind of allows you to seem like you're everywhere all the time. 
And it all starts with the way that we construct your book when we map it out in the beginning. Because the true thing is about, about your a book, any book, everybody's not going to read your book. So we want to meet the market where they're already engaged. And so we like to help you do that. Well, I really like that. And I'm glad you're bringing up your process because I was going to ask you from a branding standpoint, how do you set yourself apart? How do you differentiate yourself? As you know, there are a whole ton of people, quote unquote, like yourself out there who can show people how to get their book published and write their book and on and on and on. But it sounds like what really also sets you apart is your process speed. Please speak about that. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's our process and the fact that it's kind of soup to nuts. We, we start with your idea and you end up with a fully a book product that's marketed around the world. And so, and I think that's what my big thing, but our process really differentiates us. And we strictly deal with nonfiction. So um, what we start with is we always start with a series of foundational questions that it's intended to help you crystallize your message. And, you know, you can't put everything you know in a book. And so we have to prioritize that. So the questions are things like, you know, why do you really want to do this? What's your motivation? Who specifically is your audience? And how will that audience be changed as a result of reading your material? And so there's 12 of these questions. And we end up distilling those answers down into a purpose statement that says, the purpose of this book is to do this particular thing for this specific audience. And then we put a pin in it, period. You know? So then your job becomes to deliver the audience to realize the purpose of the book. So you have to start off knowing what you're going to do and for whom. And then whatever you're thinking about putting in your book, your book, you measure it against that purpose statement. It's kind of like, hmm. Does this get the audience where I want to take them? If yes, it's in. If not, let's set it aside for your next book. And so, um, so that's how we start. Oh, my God. I am loving this, Nancy Erickson, because my work is all about being purpose driven mm. from a branding standpoint, because in order in order to have an incredible, amazing personal brand, for example, which is my expertise, it's got to be rooted in your brand purpose. So I love what you're saying. Because yeah. that's the key to everything. So going back to your target audience, are they skewed towards particular industries? Because I want the people who are tuning in here today to listen to you to see if you are a good fit for them. Oh, so sure. No. They, yeah. Are they yes. manufacturers, retailers, service-based industries? Please speak about that. We're, we're not. There's no industry specific. We have dealt with people in all different industries. Okay. And I mean, the kind of things that we don't do are like cookbooks. You know, that's nonfiction, too. But yeah, we don't do that. We don't do like biographies where people are writing about past presidents and that type of thing. If you have material, no matter what your industry is. And well, let me just tell you, let me tell you a little bit more about the process. And then I think this will help your audience think if they can identify with this or not. So once we have that purpose statement. We map out all of the book content in a, a process that I call book mapping. And that's where we create a visual representation of everything that's going to be in your book. So how do you do that? So we always want to start with the audience in mind. What do they need? What are they asking for? Where are they deficient in certain areas? So we construct your chapters 
in problem solution sets where you name the problem that your audience is likely to have and through a very story-driven format, you present your solutions. But here's another direction that you can take this. So um, let's say you're a financial planner, okay? And so you probably have broadly three different types of audiences. Maybe you have young marrieds who are just starting out or people with established families who have to kind of look toward college and then people who are approaching or in their retirement years. So based on what I said about the purpose statement, you know, you need to, you need to um, confine your book to one audience, but here's how you can do it in a very streamlined fashion to create a series of books, which in that case would really extend your branding. So you could do like financial planning for, you know, let's say young married, young marrieds and have those problem solution sets. And then you'll find that they're probably very similar to the other, um, other um, audiences, because even at the beginning, they have to start thinking about college and retirement and those type of things. So what you would do is you could take the same book structure, the same problem solution sets, and just, excuse me, just substitute the example stories that you tell, tell it about that, that audience. And then you can kind of chicken soup for the soul, your, your whole business, you know, financial planning for young marrieds, for, um, you know, families, for retirees, that type of thing, so that you can extend your brand into further products without going to a whole lot of additional effort. Gotcha. Gotcha. So do your authors tend to be newbies? Uh, are they further along at what stage in their business yeah. do they? Tend- um, yeah, they're, they, they, I would say they have, they're not brand new entrepreneurs. They, they've had, they have some history behind them and they have a little bit of a, a road map that they're, they're, okay. um, pursuing okay Uh, they are yeah yeah, they are normally all first-time authors though and um i love it when people come and they just have an idea and they haven't done anything yet Mm -hmm. but other authors come to us and they say i started writing this book and i thought it was a really good idea but i just really got mixed up and i'm like no worries put that aside let's do go through this process and we can actually take what you may have already written and plug it in in the right places and, and use what you've already written and then make it more streamlined. Mm, oh my goodness. Oh, bravo to you for what you do. <laughs> you're, giving them, you're giving them hope. They're, they're, <laughs> this is great. They want to give hope to their readers. You're giving them hope. <laughs> yeah, well, there's not a lot of barriers to it. And probably the biggest barrier is for someone to make a decision to do it because yeah I know every one of you have thought about writing a book I know you have but the pro you probably haven't done anything about it because you don't know how to get started mm-hmm. and that's what we offer our readers as a way to get started and to continue on through the process until you're finished so we actually work with our clients in um, small mastermind groups of three to seven people Uh and we meet weekly. So there you go. There's your weekly accountability to get things done. And um, you're all following our process 
and sharing what you've written each week with the other members of the, your cohort. And it's a really awesome process because I don't know how many of your listeners really have been involved in a, a mastermind kind of group, but the power of the group really contributes a lot to your message. People will be able to vet out what you're saying, tell you where they didn't understand something. And then at the end, when your book is finished, it's it's actually pretty vulnerable when it's released because you just, you know, it's just you feel naked in front of the public. But you will have had a, a powerful group of people who have heard your book and listened to it and been helping you all along the way and encouraging you. And you'll know that it's really good. You'll know that you will have already been validated week after week after week. And you'll feel really strong when you get to the release. I love it. I love it. And this is fascinating because these authors, these solopreneurs, let's say, these are their own words. They're not using a ghostwriter. Am I correct? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing interesting about ghostwriting, a lot of people think they want a ghostwriter, but it's just that they don't want to do the work, I think, because it seems hard. But there's a problem with ghostwriting in that the book will only be as um, authentic, I guess, as the questions the ghostwriter asks. And one of the things that I think we have a responsibility toward our audiences is to be really transparent and authentic. Yes. And it's especially in this day of social media where everything is kind of glossed over, people really crave deeper connections with mm. other people. Yes. And you can do that in a book by you know, when you're giving example stories, some of them will be about you. I mean, some of them will be about things that went right and things that went wrong. Mm -hmm. And you'll be pulling the reader closer and closer to you because they really have to trust you in order to gain anything from your writing. So you'll be really transparent and vulnerable. And ghostwriters don't get into that kind of level. And, um, well, Nancy, and other than that, I would say you can do this. It, yes. I mean, most people think they want to go further because they think they can't do it, but you really, really can. Now, all right. So to that point, now, Nancy, I've got to ask you this, okay? Because this is you, 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 this is the this is the hot trend now. I got to know what your thoughts are on this. Oh, are you going to ask me you, about you AI? Know, you know where I'm going exactly. Okay, I'm hearing find your voice. I'm hearing find your own words. What are your thoughts about AI when it comes to writing your book? Okay, I have a lot of thoughts about them. I bet and, you do. That could be a whole separate podcast. <laughs> but go ahead. Okay, first of all. I hope and I trust that your entire business is based on the platform of integrity. Yes. Total honesty, total transparency, integrity. Amen. You cannot put a book, your name on a book that you did not write. And not only that, you can't copyright it because you didn't write it. But here's where I think AI can come into play. Okay. If you have... If you need to pull in research or statistics or whatever, you can put that in there and ask it to help you write it. But that's, I mean, only sections of your book, not the whole book. I mean, but anyway, how's AI going to tell your story? That's not even possible. Hello, but, exactly. 
I think we can use it as a tool, though, and I don't like to turn away from technology and the way things are going, but I do think that we need to have a kind of a governor on it. You know, it can't go wild. And I think that it's, uh, you know, or you might be struggling with writing a scene in your book because we're very much about storytelling and you could just put in chat B gbt write a scene about me doing this with so and so and there were thing these things in the room blah and it'll write something but you're not going to put that something in your book you're going to manipulate it and massage it and rewrite it to make it yours it it, it, it can help you get over the hump of a of a um just a frustration or even a little bit of research but it can't write your book because I'm, you know, and I know there's going to be books out there that are written by AI that people are going to claim they wrote them and they won't. And that, you know, that's on them. Uh, but your business and your life is based on integrity and you want people to know you, you know, Lord knows we don't need to know any more computer generated anything. And, and, and you know, exactly. And this is such a huge topic because yeah. we can take this thing called quote writing and extend it out to Hollywood with what's going on with all these writers who write right, the writer strike. Just, exactly. You know. And the studios are thinking, well, hey, we could just use AI. And people are like, no, you cannot. Well, you guys, we can't short cut human creativity. And I think this is kind of a global question right now. Yeah. There seems to be this uh, move toward eliminating human ingenuity and human creativity and that we're all going to be ha have this vanilla bland thing but you know you know you have ideas and you know you have unique ideas and i think that if we use ai as a supportive tool then that can be helpful you may need it and you may not but it certainly can't comprise a book that is you know has your story in it very good well said well said because I can imagine that a lot of things bug you when it comes to writing your book. Is there anything else that you want to share in terms of bad intel, bad advice? Maybe some of these wannabe writers are getting that kind of like irks you like AI. Anything else? Yeah. You know, I think there's this whole myth of writer's block. Okay. And yeah. What writer's block means is that you're just sitting there and you don't know what to do. But when we map out everything in your book, in those visual book maps, like I mentioned before, that are created in problem solution sets, it's really a shortcut because then when you start writing, you're in execution mode. There's no such thing as writer's block because you know what you're going to be um, concentrating on for that writing period. And then it just becomes a matter of execution. So I think writer's block, I think that comes more into play in fiction, you know, when people are making up things and imagining worlds and all that kind of stuff. I could never do fiction. <laughs> My mind doesn't work that way because I love nonfiction. But um, I really am focused on doing things right the first time. And I know that our process allows you to do that where you don't get you don't get tangled up and confused. You just we plan it out, you write your draft, you do some editing to it, we do the professional edit, we publish it, and bam, there you are. Bam, there it is. I can't think of a better way to end this podcast than bam, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so Nancy. 
for our audience out there who are tuning in, who are excited and inspired by you and are like, I'm with you, Nancy. How can they get a hold of you? What are your socials? What's your URL? Please share your comments. Yeah. The best way, you know, I love talking to people about their book ideas. So if if you've thought about writing a book, you don't know, you know, if you have a good idea or not, I'd love to connect with you and just chat about your ideas. So you can go to my website, which is thebookprofessor.com. There's a link across the top that says schedule a call with Nancy and we can jump on Zoom like this and have a friendly conversation. And um, that's the easiest way, thebookprofessor.com. Oh my goodness. I love that. Thebookprofessor.com. A little bit of branding right there, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> now, before we sign off, is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience and leave them with in terms of writing a book? Yeah. You know, you're the only one who has your story. So you're the only one who can do it. And sometimes people will say to me, well, who am I to write a book? I've only done this, this, and this. And those things are pretty amazing, you know? So I always like to turn it around. I'm like, you know, you have a lot to offer. Who are you to keep it to yourself? If you want a bigger audience, you need a bigger platform to reach them. And so writing your book can allow you to change lives, save lives, transform society while it elevates your brand and uh, makes you more accessible to more people. Oh, wow. That is sage advice. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy, for being Thank here. Thank you, Jerry. I really appreciate your time. You're welcome. You are, a, um, you are a gem and a difference maker. And what a contribution you are making to the lives of all of these folks out there who have a story, who have a journey, who have something important to share with others of, of relevance. Yes. Because a lot of times they think they're not relevant or they're some kind of imposter or whatever. So, so thank you again. You're so welcome. And to our audience today, this is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the branding evangelist. Thank you for being here. And until next time, take care. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself and you've got amazing expertise, I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself, and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more, and you would like to be a guest on this program, I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brand forward leadership forward slash apply and I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Brand Ford Leadership 
because I love seeing your posts. I love guest suggestions. That's how we all grow. That's how we all connect and make it through this world, which are through our relationships and our connections. And lastly, let me throw this in. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. I'm always on the lookout for not only great guests, but great content. And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what? I love support. I love love. <laughs> so your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.